0: So, teachers and yes, substitute teachers guide students to the future. In fact, substitute teachers are a little bit more specialized. Here we go. Today, guys, I am going to share three stories with you, one that can be used at the high school level, one at the middle school level, one at the elementary school level. It's stories I share to help kids towards the future every time I have a few extra minutes at the end of class, and I'm going to encourage you to, you can use my stories, but Come up with some things that you specialize in that you think it's going to be important for students to know in the future. Now, we'll get to that in just a couple minutes. I'm excited about something that I'm I'm starting. We now have a Patreon account. You know that I'm not a big fan of advertising. So the great thing about Patreon is if you want to support the podcast, you can. If you're not in a position to do that, that's okay. You'll just continue listening to the podcast released every Sunday morning just like always. But the good thing about Patreon is I am not going to let you contribute money to the podcast without giving you something in return. I wouldn't have it that way. I'm not going to advertise. I'm not going to do anything like that. That's just kind of not my style, at least right now, until somebody tells me I'm crazy. The great thing about Patreon, there's three different levels of participation. Every level will get early access to each week's episode of the podcast. Now, this week you're going to get really early access because the patrons that I already have will get the episode three days early. Lots of snow days in our area right now, so I'm recording early. I know what my topic was going to be, so I went ahead and recorded it on Thursday this week. Then there's a tier that, in addition to that, also includes kind of behind-the-scene, uncensored episodes No, I'm not a cusser and a swearer. But I just type of things. The the first one I loaded today was about the day I got in trouble that led to me getting fired one day as a substitute teacher. So, if you're contributing at that level, you'll get that one. I also put a tip of the day that I think is extremely helpful. I've shared it with others, and they couldn't believe I could use that tool in this way. And then finally, the top level, we're going to do special things like. You know, one of the things I want to start doing is creating escape rooms and other things for sale, but I'm going to give them to you for free. So when I start putting those together, they'll also be loading on the Patreon. So that's it, guys. No need to contribute at all. If you feel like supporting the podcast, that's great. I'm eventually going to create mugs and shirts and all that kind of thing with the logo on it, and I will give those away to the top tier. Probably won't even sell them. I'll just give them away to you guys as a way of welcoming you to to being a Patreon. All you have to do is go to Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. If you want to just go ahead and type in the whole URL, it is Patreon.com slash Substitute Teachers Lounge. Or you could just go to patreon.com, set up an account, and search for Substitute Teachers Lounge. So that's it. I won't say anything else about it, except that I might tell you every week what I loaded on there for the patrons, just so you have a feel for that. Okay? So now, Substitute Teachers Guiding Students for Their Futures. Let me tell you what I share, and then I would encourage you to come up with what you are especially good at, and figure out a way to share it with these students as they get closer and closer to adulthood. Because even in the elementary school, which we'll get to in just a moment, there's things that we can share with them that will help them in the long run. In my case, I tend to share things that are financial and math-related. And I'm going to share some of those stories now. One thing that I share often when I'm in high school, usually when you're subbing in high school, you might have one period of the day that's considered a study hall. Each teacher has one regardless of what they're teaching. Study hall, sometimes you'll have extra time at the end of a class period. And one thing I like to share with high school students is how they should look at the FAFSA. It is F-A-F-S-A. And if you look that up, you'll see what that's an acronym for. I'm not going to bore you with those details now. I'll just tell you that that's what a potential college student completes in order to be eligible to get money for college, whether that be through loans or scholarships. When you fill out a FAFSA form, it will estimate an amount for you, and then that is the total that you can either get scholarships for or borrow. So for instance, if that came out to say $30,000 a year, and the student got $10,000 in scholarships, they would be eligible to borrow another $20,000. So I always just kind of go through my high school kids and say, listen, Here's what you want to be aware of when you do that, because when you fill out that FAFSA form, it is very rare that the amount it comes up with is actually less than what you need. Most of the time, the amount it comes up with is going to be more than what you really need. It estimates food cost, it estimates travel costs, dormitory costs, living cost, books, tuition, everything you can think of, and it's all rolled into one number. So here's where I've seen people get in trouble, and this is what I encourage the kids to share with their parents or guardians or whoever happens to be helping out with their schooling or their tuition from a payment standpoint. Here's what I recommend. Get that total amount, and it's, it, it gives you itchy fingers because you know that you now can legally have that much money in your pocket. Regardless, guess what? That $30,000 that I was talking to you about, you qualify for that. Guess how many receipts you have to show the government after that? Zero. You now have the ability to borrow $30,000. If you're going to Harvard, you might need $30,000. And it is by school, by the way. When you fill that form out, I think they have you select three different colleges and it estimates an amount for each college. So let's just go back to our $30,000 amount. Let's say that you're practical. You're not really cutting corners, but you know when you look at what you really need for that college, let's say you only need $25,000, and you're getting the $10,000 in scholarship so that the government will then loan you $15,000 through their student programs, and it's... The interest rates are low, the payment, repayment options are very attractive. You can easily borrow that fifteen thousand dollars. But keep in mind that leaves five thousand dollars that you could have borrowed in addition. It kind of makes you feel well, you know, I wonder if there's other expenses that are going to come up in my life. And now the reason. I'm going to warn you about that. If you borrow that entire amount, you got to keep in mind you have to pay back that entire amount. I know one family that, if we use our situation, they went ahead and borrowed the full amount just in case something happened. Well, they ended up using it to buy a riding lawnmower, they ended up using it to do other things around their house, and they didn't really think about it. And then lo and behold, when it comes time to repay that amount well you got to repay the whole thing it doesn't matter that your you or your child has graduated from college now and they only needed so much money for tuition well you borrowed the whole amount you didn't spend it all for schooling but you borrowed the whole amount You have to repay the whole amount. So that's one of the things I share with the high school students when I teach them to make sure they understand. Start getting in your mind the practicality of what you need for your future from a financial standpoint. If you need to borrow money, do it. The government will allow you to do it. They'll allow you to do it in an attractive way. Just don't take out more than you really need and then get faced with having to pay all that back in the future. So I share that with the high school students. I also try to get them focused on a career. I'll I'll ask what they're planning on going into. I worked for a nursing department when I was at the high school and I actually have information that I can give them on scholarships in that regard as long as they're willing to work at certain locations. So there's all kinds of things in that regard. And that's what you'll do with high school students. You'll start focusing on careers. I would encourage you right now, think about the things that you are really good at. That's what you need to be sharing with the high school students. The things that helped you with your career. That's what you need to share with them. Guys, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how old the student is. They love stories like that. They love hearing stories about mistakes I made that I learned from and it helped me later in life, whether that's financial or mental. They love stories like that. They ask me to share stories all the time. In fact, if I've had them more than once, I will occasionally have them ask me to tell us the story again about the time when you... And they'll remind me of something that I probably don't even remember telling them. In fact, as I get older, sometimes they'll remind me of a story that I just vaguely remember the story now because I hadn't shared it with them maybe a year ago or something like that. So first thing, find your specialty. Share it with those high school students in a way that they can use it to plan their career and they can use it to look for the future. All right, I'm even more excited to tell you what I share with middle schoolers, especially given something that has fallen in my lap in the last two weeks that I'm real excited about. I briefly mentioned it on the last episode, but this is something that I'm sharing with middle schoolers now. There is a program called the Stock Market Game. You can look that up. You can Google that and find out the details whether a kid is going to college eventually, whether they're going to have their own job eventually. I talk to a lot of middle schoolers that are planning on working for their parents in their own line of business. Lots of times we need to talk about investments. Now, the stock market game is just like it sounds. In fact, there's videos on how to do it that's on that website, and I would encourage you to look at some of those. It simplifies it about as much as you possibly can. And keep in mind, this stock market game, it goes from elementary all the way through high school. And what they do is you sign up as a teacher or a substitute teacher and You can set the class up that you're, maybe you know of a class that you're substitute teaching not every day, but you know you'll see them maybe once every couple of weeks. That would be okay. You could set them up as a team. Have them elect a leader. And when you have time at the end of your class, have them discuss what stocks to buy. I'll go into more detail here in just a moment. Now, what I have found already is that some of these guys are so addicted to this game that they are doing it in the evenings too. You're going to be surprised at how much they enjoy it. But here's the way it works. You start teaching them about investing. Now, I know a little bit about that, and I like to share what I know, and I'm going to share a story with you here in just a moment. But even if you don't, you can share this website with them. It's got packets specifically for students. It's got packets specifically for adults and you are competing. Your group is competing with everybody across the country for a two-month period. You're going to see rankings. If you, It's real stocks. I mean, it's real time quotes. You're actually, you could basically get $100,000 in play money, and you buy your stocks. And if you make more money on yours than anybody else in the country, you get to see your name on a leaderboard. There's some recognition. There's some nominal prizes. I think there's some scholarship money. I haven't looked into it that much. Much, but this is the type of stuff that I like to share with middle schoolers. Maybe they don't yet know for sure what their career is going to be, but I can guarantee you that they already know that when they have a career, they want to invest money in such a way that they'll have money in the long run. And showing them how to use the stock market game is perfect for that. They can do mutual funds, they can do stocks, they can do bonds anything like that. Here's one of the stories that I really like to share with them. You know, when I, you know, it's it's pretty easy to let them know, all right, you're going dis- to discuss this in your group, you're going to decide what stocks to buy, then the leader of your group's going to log in, buy the stocks. You watch to see if they go up. If they do and you think they're almost where the top of the range is going to be, and you don't think they're going to go up much anymore, sell it to lock in what you've saved. I mean, that's a pretty simple concept. Then we get into a concept called, I want to tell you what it's called yet. Let me describe it first, because if you're not familiar with the financial markets, the the idea that you can make money because you're expecting a stock to go down is just so bizarre, isn't it? There are programs within the stock market that would allow you to do that. In fact, I would encourage you, if you want to watch a crazy movie sometime that's based on what happened in 2008 when we had all the financial trouble in our country, watch the big short. It stars Steve Carell. It's a really good movie on how all that fell apart and how they actually figured out how to make money while everybody else was losing money. But the concept of selling short is what we're talking about. And I like to share this with my middle schoolers because none of them, when I first mentioned it, can believe you can make money because you think a certain stock's going to go down. And I say, all right, this is basically how you do it. You have to be with a broker. A broker is just a company that... Buy stocks on your behalf, sells it, whatever you want to do. You have to convince the broker that you're a good enough customer that you want to just borrow 100 shares of, let's say, IBM. I want to borrow 100 shares of IBM. The broker says, I'll let you borrow them. You don't have to buy them. I'm going to let you borrow them for one week. In one week, you have to give them back. Well, here's the deal. Let's say that... I'm just going to round numbers. I have no idea what IBM is selling for right now. I'm going to say it's selling for $100. Let's say that by the end of the week, something's going on. You're expecting it to go down $5, 5%. 5% is a decent return. So here's what you do. You borrow those 100 shares and sell them right now for the $100. You've got them sold. Now, you're going to have to give them back to your broker at the end of the week. So let's say you guess correctly, and the stock does, in fact, go down by $5 to $95. Guess what you do then? You buy those stocks back at $95. So you sold them in the beginning at $100. You just bought them back at $95. Well, sure enough, you made $5 and you have those 100 shares now to give back to your broker. Of course, it's a little scarier than just normally selling stocks because if you're wrong and the stocks actually go up $5, well, guess what? You're still going to owe that broker 100 shares of stock. You still got to give his stock shares back. And you're going to have to buy those at $105, and you've lost money. So there's all kinds of fun things like that that I share with middle schoolers. Every kid, regardless of age, likes to make money and I've got these classes. There's three of them I'm having do this. We're doing it in a computer applications class. They are really excited about it. Excited about it. They were competitive on who got to be the leader. We voted on that. It was really kind of fun. And I really can tell. We've had so many snow days. I haven't gotten them far enough along yet to where I really want it because our game actually begins. Tomorrow, February 22nd, Monday, February 22nd, and we'll be doing that for two months. So I like to share things with middle schoolers that they might know, not know their career, but they know some of the things that they're want to go, going to want to do in the future, and making money, however you do that, is one of those. So again, if you have a story because of your specialty that you like to share with middle schoolers... Do that when you substitute teach. They're going to love you for it. They love hearing stuff like that, okay? Then we've got our elementary schools. Now, granted, you all know that I mainly stick with middle school and some high school. I've only done elementary school a couple of times, but I know for a fact that some of the things that elementary school students struggle with as they get older Is in the school system itself. So, the stories I like to share with them is when I went, you know, back in my day, it was first through eighth grade. That was considered elementary school, we considered seventh and eighth, we called it junior high, but they were still all in the same building. So, it was all there together. And Let's face it, when you go from one age, let's use fifth grade in today's vernacular. Fifth grade students go from being the big kids on their campus to the little kids when they go to middle school, and sometimes it can be traumatic with them. There's emotional issues. There are things that happen that they don't know how to react. They might have been popular in elementary school. They've got in their head, will they be popular in middle school? All that kind of thing goes through their minds and they have to think about it. So what I like to share with elementary school students is things based along those lines. They might be a little bit young to talk about the stock market. They're probably definitely too young to talk about their careers but they aren't too young to talk about how they adapt when they get further up in their education program. You're going to walk down hallways, guys. You're going to have a little bit more freedom than you did at the last school level maybe you're going to struggle with how to fit in let me tell you some of my personal stories about what i did and then i will go from there i'm kind of, i'm i'm really outgoing now but i wasn't always like that in my younger age age groups so I like to tell them stories like that, how you can come out of your shell too, how you can adapt well. And when something negative happens to you, you don't have to have a strictly emotional reaction, have a reaction that's going to help others. I tell them all the time. My favorite story to tell them is that I remember a kid that was picking on me and I refused to acknowledge him and a couple of days, I knew he was having trouble with something, and I actually helped him now, I could be snotty, I could be emotional and say that I am never gonna help that kid because of the way he treats me, but you 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 know what happened when I started helping that kid. We became friends, and now you know later years he got to be like a big strapping dude, and I'm kind of a little you know short skinny guy that really couldn't accomplish that much i'm I'm paraphrasing here and he would take up for me he if somebody else was picking on me he'd take up for me so i am more extroverted now and the stories i like to share with the elementary school kids are about things like that here's how you adapt to difficult situations so that guys that's it substitute teachers are so important in sharing what kids can do to help their future. And we have to be more specialized than teachers. Teachers help the students each and every day. We might only get to help them 15 minutes a day. So have some of your specialties ready to explain to them. Whatever you do, if you're a baker, if you're a banker, anything like that, kids will find so fascinating Pick your expertise and let's decide what you need to share with them that'll be important to them for the rest of their lives. Yes, we definitely affect the futures of those kids. All right, guys, I will remind you about Patreon.com slash Substitute Teachers Lounge, all kinds of extra stuff I'll be sharing with you on there. By the way, you know, I I just mentioned a baker, we're trying to get a middle school student who was recently on a televised competition. And I will leave it at that. I'm working with, they're required when they do that to have a PR agent. So I'm working with them. It's looking good that that's going to happen. It probably should happen within the next month. So I hope you look forward to that. I'm going to have them tell stories about how their teachers help them get to where they are. So, That's it for today, guys. Help those students with their futures. Treat them the way you wish you were treated back when you were their age, and it's going to help those kids and their futures so greatly. All right, see you next week. Music provided by Finn Sound